Woods, what are you doing out here? There is a legend in the jungles of the Amazon of a tree that heals all. It could change the world, but if it gets into the wrong hands, it could awaken a great evil. I believe that the legend is real. Which it's not. And I'm gonna find it. Which you want. And when I do, just imagine the lives that could be saved. I've been looking for this tree longer than anybody. I've tracked the legend to every village, every island, nothing. You're searching for something that can't be found. But you've never had the key. Let's do something that's safe. Let's go see some elephants. There are no elephants in the Amazon, and I don't even like elephants. Lady, everybody likes elephants. Know this about the jungle. Everything that you see wants to kill you, and can. Careful, they can smell fear. I am not afraid. Oh my gosh. Who brings a submarine to the Amazon? Foya! Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. Today we are here to review Jungle Cruise, y'all. I'm Leo, and I'm joined by two other hosts on the Cinemania World team, starting with Alyssa. What's up, Alyssa? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Excited to talk about some uh, adventure uh, here. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, hey, it's based on a ride and kind of felt like a ride, so yep. maybe they accomplished what they were trying to do. <laughs> and also here with Patrick. What's up, Patrick? How you doing? Doing good, man. Hey, maybe this is this is a jungle cruise, but uh, I don't know. Some of our reviews we could be cruising for a bruising with some of this stuff, and that's my pun, and I'm out. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, the, this movie for is this full movie, of puns. Do bad jokes that nobody laughs at. Otherwise, what what are you doing? You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I gotta admit, I really liked it up to a point. After a certain while, I was like, okay, we gonna keep on with the dad jokes, but hey, it, it works for the rock. All right, guys, so let's dive into this. Jungle Cruise is based on Disneyland's theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. And that description is coming from IMDb. And the movie stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Frank, Emily Blunt as Lily, Jack Whitehall, Jesse Plemons, and Paul Giamatti. That's right, Paul Giamatti as well guys so let's just start out with initial thoughts just kind of what you thought after that first watch i know one of us in here has watched it more than once so let us know your initial thoughts i'll start off with you Alyssa. what'd you think uh i had a good time with it uh it's definitely not like one of my absolute favorite movies of the year or anything but i i think it's a very fun uh, kind of adventure throwback that uh, has a lot of pieces from a lot of other movies, but uh, kind of combines them in a way that I think is is really enjoyable. And uh, I, I had a good time with it. I liked the uh, the cast. I thought there was a lot of chemistry there, um, and it it felt uh, it felt like a throwback at points, but also 
uh, kind of had some modern elements, especially with the comedy that uh, I, I thought was really enjoyable. Yeah, and like you, you put The Rock and Emily Blunt for me at least in anything, and I'm at least interested. Like, I'll, you, you can at least get me out with either of those names. You put them both in one, I'm like, okay, consider me sold. Okay, Lord I'm, have mercy I'm going I'm to in. Bust. <laughs> exactly, just like that sound effect said. Patrick, man, what did you think? Let me know your initial thoughts. Yeah, so I like I was telling you before the show, I, I had to see it twice because I watched it the first time. But after seeing it, I, I started to sit down and like think about the movie and the plot. And like it just started I was coming up with blanks about what the story was. So I was like, let's do it one more time and make make sure that I, like I get this. And I don't know, as I was watching it, I agree with with everything that, that you said Um that it, it's a throwback. We've got stuff like Romancing the Stone. We have the mummy. We have, we have all of these things, but it kind of feels like. You know how if you go to like Disneyland or Six Flags, you've got those big amusement parks, but then you've got your county fair. Yeah. <laughs> where like all of the rides are still there and it's still fun, right? Maybe a screw is loose on one of the rides and you see it and it's a little bit terrifying, but you're getting cotton candy. It's not, it, it just doesn't really hit the level of like a huge Disneyland thing, but it's still entertaining. Yeah. It's like, it goes, it even boils down to the food at those places. You know, you kind of get the theme park nachos or you There's get those like cake. supreme best, <laughs> best of the best Disneyland funnel cakes. Like it's, you're right. It, it hits notes of Indiana Jones, the mummy of Pirates of the Caribbean. And it has all these similar beats to those movies, but it doesn't quite reach the level of any of them but <laughs> and it even wants pirates to, and you want it to like they're all yeah. so excited that they're at that level and you're like i think you are okay fine whatever go <laughs> right right it's almost almost there sometimes and then not quite but emily blunt and the rock do a great job with that on-screen chemistry of just keep holding things down so before we dive into any kind of spoilers let's just start out with things that we did like about the movie and uh sounds like we each of us had a pretty fun time, but I'm going to go to you first, Alyssa. What are, you know, some of the good parts about the movie that you enjoyed? So um, I, I think just kind of the the general adventure quality and, and the chemistry like we've been mm -hmm. talking about between the two, um, between uh, Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, that was very entertaining. I mean, they're both very uh charismatic actors uh and so i i think having the two of them together was very fun um there was a lot of banter a lot of puns um and that was really enjoyable and and you know the puns are something i i enjoyed as well um and i i think that element was kind of fun too because it it's definitely a nod to the ride uh obviously mm -hmm. the ride doesn't have all the other stuff that happens in this movie, but they use the ride as kind of a jumping off point, which is what they did with, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and other, um, other ride to film movies. And, but, but they really go with it with the contraptions of kind of this river cruise, everything like the backside of water, right? That's right from the ride. Um, the puns are from the ride and kind of that very host like captain, um, at least that we see from uh, the character Frank at first. Um, but I loved, I know we've talked about the throwback kind of quality here, but you guys mentioned some of them already. The Mummy um, and Mummy Returns. I really got some serious Mummy vibes from this one. Um, mm. But Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, a little bit of a kind of fantasy-tinged national treasure. But then even more classics, right? The African Queen, right? Like everything there with the <laughs> kind of World War One setting and the banter between the two leads mm -hmm. on, on this riverboat um, in, in South America. So it's very... Um, very 
throwback in that uh, regard. But I just, I don't know. I like the story, um, like Pat was saying, wasn't anything too kind of substantial, I guess. But uh, but like he kind of equated there with the uh, kind of fair quality um, thing. It was still enjoyable for what it was. And so I, I don't know. It's one of those movies where like, it's just like the, the ride no well i guess pun intended but like the the whole <laughs> yes. uh, experience of it was just fun even though it's kind of fluff you know even though it's kind of it's just cotton candy right you have it and then it sort of disappears really quickly but you enjoyed the experience while you were eating it yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. water oh. <laughs> okay, okay. all right we're done we're done <laughs> it's like one could say that Jungle Cruise was a very fun ride. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but you you hit on some really good notes that it just really does borrow some good elements from movies that are so well known. So that can really create an experience that's at least enjoyable. I think we can all agree that it's least enjoyable. May not be the first movie we reach for nine times out of 10, where we're going to reach for one of the movies that it actually spoofs off of first before we ever reach for this again. But it still does hit some really good notes. There's great chemistry in the lead cast. And even um, some of the other cast do well is good, really good as well. Like Jesse Plemons, I thought was a really hilarious, yeah. mm -hmm. over-the-top villain. I, I really liked his Prince Joachim or Joachim. I, I don't know how he's pronouncing it, but it was really <laughs> funny. And Jack Whitehall, I feel like his character McGregor in anybody else's hands might have just been a little bit boring or even annoying, but the energy he brought to that role was just really funny. And I thought he was like a good third, third point to the duo of um, Frank and Dr. Lily Houghton. I definitely but, agree with that. Uh, he was one that I, you know, when the movie started, I was kind of like, okay, he's sort of like, you know, what type of character he's going to be, but he, mm -hmm. he was better than I expected as the, as the movie went on. Like he, he didn't have like a crazy arc or anything, but he had a little bit of an arc and he, he had uh, a more prominent role than just uh, comic relief. And I think he, he kind of fit in uh, nicely, especially in between kind of the banter and the chemistry between the two leads. You're so exactly. right. He, he's even uh, a, a kind of a send up to what we had with like the mummy and stuff. Cause he, we know what his character was in the mummy, right? It was Rachel Weiss's brother. Yeah. Or, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. This is such a revolution from Jonathan's character with him being so much more well-rounded and, and like being able to like stand on his own in some circumstances, but also still be funny and vulnerable. Um, I, I think he does a terrific job. That was probably my favorite performance of the all of all of it. Like the rock and, and Emily Blunt, their back and forth is probably my favorite when they started going into like the improv stuff. Whenever they had to give out the lines, it, it, you could tell that they were like, we're giving a line. But when it was improv, they had this kind of energy to it that I really liked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could kind of tell the difference between the two. Mm hmm. So what did you like about it, Patrick? Oh, so the energy was good. I, I think that, like, like you guys have been saying, the, the throwbacks are there. And and if anybody has been on the ride, of course, you're, you're going to really enjoy those aspects of it. Um, I think that there are some things. I don't have any sound effects for the, for the rock with this, but I do have ones I want to press from Fast and the Furious. Um, so like, if he did more stuff like that, like, a <laughs> like maybe if he had more moments like that in this, but he plays it pretty straight and uh, like for the, the second half of the, of the movie, once 
something happens and we can get into spoilers, something gets revealed, right? And his character doesn't continue on with the funness as much. Mm-hmm. I think Maybe I can agree with bit. you there. The It's like the improv and fun energy that he had kind of bo- like dials down a bit yeah, after that. Yeah, he's very serious. Yep. Jesse Plemons is great, though, as well. Um, and Paul Giamatti was in it for a second, but anytime he's in something, I'm happy to see him. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> he was recently in Gunpowder Milkshake, and I was just like, hey, yeah. it's Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, man, I got to say, guys, I really enjoyed James Newton Howard's score for this movie. Yes. I thought, mm. wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. It, it kind of, that's the part of this movie that reminded me of Indiana Jones. It had this very kind of upward, amazing, big, huge score. And it was just really, it was really cool. It was like whenever she was like, I think it was like the beginning when she was on the ladder swinging back and forth that it just got so exciting and adventurous. Like it really brought you into the movie more. And I was just, I thought what a great composer to bring in to really give you that feeling of adventure. Mm -hmm. Really, really well done. I, I got like, again, I got very uh, mummy and mummy returns vibes from the score yeah. as well. So it's kind of, uh, I think like much of the rest of the movie, it's sort of this amalgamation homage sort of ripoff of a bunch of these kind of uh, movies that are in this similar vein. Uh, so they did the same thing with the score, but I think it works and it really fits the, uh, fits the movie well. Do you have yeah. a favorite that they were trying to tribute? Like of the movies that you that you were catching that are like, oh, that kind of reminds me of this. What what's your favorite of those? For me? Uh yeah. For uh yeah. so probably the mummy. <laughs> uh, you no. know, I keep it, but I love them all. I mean, like the mummy, the mummy return. Well, I guess mummy returns. Like I'm I'm kind of weird. I think I prefer that one slightly more than the original, but only because oh. it was the one yeah, only because it's the one I saw first. Um, but no, wait, I, I they're very, very things. equal for me. Um, but I mean, like, I like all of those movies. It's, it's my kind of film. So it's kind of hard, but what about, what about you guys? Mummy for me too. I'm right there with you. Uh, definitely for me, Indiana Jones. I I got Mm. a couple of those vibes from it and uh, yeah, I mean, we speak about the mummy and the rock was in the mummy. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) nice little return there for him, but let's move into some of the things that didn't quite work. Uh, kind of some of those things that may have turned us off from the movie. I'm gonna start with you, Alyssa. What you think? Uh, so I kind of had two issues with the film. Um, and so the first, I think, the first thing that kind of stands out is sort of the I don't know if overuse is the right word, but just the the utilization of CG and, and CGI in this film. I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so it's it's this weird combination because again this is not something that we haven't seen in some of these more recent adventure films you know the mummy and mummy returns i mean just talking about the rock and in, in <laughs> mummy returns you know that's one of the uh like classic examples of iffy cgi in these films but um you know this is certainly much better than that uh but I don't know, like there's a ton of backgrounds and kind of just it's this whole green screen kind of thing. And, you know, I'm not just like, you know, crapping on that, you know, style like that's a thing we see a lot. But I don't know, it just it kind of took takes you out of the uh, kind of the jungle vibe uh, of the film. And, you know, there's a lot of CG animals uh, and some of them work. Mm, uh, mm, we've mm. got mm. Proxima, who's uh, um, the big cat of the uh, of the film. Uh, and 
Proxima, I think, works in some scenes and not so well in others. But yeah. then there's a lot of like inserts of just random animals. You know, we've got like poison dart frogs and like river <laughs> dolphins and and things that like they're cool, but like they they don't really. I don't know, they don't blend well with the live action components in all of those shots. So they stand out as like, oh, yep, that's computer generated for no reason. Like there's not really, you know, a, a reason to put them in other than to be like, hey, we're in the jungle. Um, so I think that was iffy. And and the other um, kind of element, I don't know if it was something I disliked, but it's something that kind of stood out as a little strange was the fact that there were kind of two villains and like dual yeah. dual hmm. villain plots that they you know they weren't bad but it seemed like they kind of almost were competing and making each other unnecessary um so we talked about jesse plemons and like he was great but like his role in the story didn't feel as significant as the the other villain side the conquistadors but at the same time they weren't as entertaining as he was right. but and so it's kind of like they were almost battling for, I don't know, villainy in the movie when it, when it was yeah. almost a film that could have done without an actual like personified villain, I think, you know, like it's an adventure story. So it could have just been the journey, you know, and like that kind of thing. But I, I don't know that that wasn't like a really major con for me or anything, but it was something that kind of, you know, it was a little strange to have the two villain components. Honestly, it could have blended them together and it would have made one pretty fantastic villain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also, you're talking about the dolphins. That Those dolphins, I was like, why does that remind me of Ryan the Last Dragon? Huh. I don't know what it was <laughs> about the maybe the color scheme. And like, I think there's there's a couple scenes where they look over the boat and Ryan, I'm just like, what's up with that? <laughs> that, <laughs> that just did not look too good. But Patrick, what were some things that didn't quite work for you? Uh, well, Alyssa is saying all the right stuff with this. The effects, what what was happening with some of those, especially whenever, like, The Rock was swiping at people that clearly have, like, mud all over them and is a fake character. And <laughs> if you don't think that The the Rock swiping at a thing of mud is not going to get some mud on him, <laughs> then we don't understand physics when it comes to how these characters are supposed to interact with actual, like, real elements. Because... Nothing, he's always clean shirt. There's nothing, no mud on him if he's punching the bee guy or honey <laughs> on his hands or anything weird like that. No physical interactions that made the whole CG look forced. And I, I'd agree with the with the two villains. And I was thinking to myself, like, what is a way that it could have been incorporated better? And I think it has to do with the editing in this. The editing is a little mm. bit weird, particularly when they bring in this next villain because it just comes in out of nowhere, right? And then they give you this backstory and then the big revelation. And it's all just like, where are we right now? This is just happening out of nowhere. But mm. what if they put that at the beginning of the movie? Didn't make it like a Thank big you. reveal, but explained that explained the backstory and everything. And then you have Jesse Plemons do his thing, brings in this new character. And then you've already got that like connected tissue with him and our heroes. But I don't know. There are, it, it just... Uh, it's almost too it, it's too nitpicky for this movie that kind of like it, it doesn't care. So why should you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's perfectly said. And I think that was like one of my biggest issues with the movie. But before we dive any further, we're just going real quick. Open it up for spoilers. If you're listening and you've made it this far and you haven't seen Jungle Cruise, go see Jungle Cruise. Turn right around. Come on back. Listen to the rest. Hmm. Let's open up for spoilers, though, because... I think that's probably one of the biggest glaring problems of this movie is the conquistadors plot. 
because it was introduced so late in the movie. Like why? I mean, I think that was that probably the the backstory explainer with the heavy metal rock music. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm so into this. Yeah, hearing Metallica show up, I was like, what is going on? Like, I mean, they they lead off the film with that, and I remember I was sitting in there and I'm like, crap, am I in the wrong movie? Like, I thought I went into the wrong theater for a second because I was like, uh. But then it was like talking about jungles, and I'm like, I think that's right. And then finally it goes in. I'm like, okay. I'm in the right theater at least, but it, it seemed like it was really kind of randomly inserted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just feels so random. And I mean, we were, we were going through the adventure. Jesse Plemons was just the perfect goofy, cheesy villain to just chase along. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's, it's like, we're almost more than halfway through the movie and Oh, just kidding. There's another villain. Yeah, it seemed like it got very fantastical, like out of nowhere. And I, you know, it's not a thing that I think is bad. Like all these other movies we've been talking about, Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, The Mummy and stuff like they've all had this like kind of fantasy sort of supernatural element. But I feel like all of those had that introduced at the very beginning. And like we do get this kind of slight introduction to the backstory of um, of the conquistadors in the opening. But like not that they're going to like that it was just like you know a legend you know and so i didn't think that they were actually going to come into play when they spoke no i didn't i was in the theater you didn't have subtitles either on it when they were speaking spanish or or oh oh when they were speaking spanish yeah i I had some subtitles i have no idea what they were saying because it was not (gasps) in the disney screener so that oh, wow. severely oh, no. limited me for that. Because I was like, okay, great. <laughs> oh, that's, why that's I tweeted, so awkward. I tweeted, I was like, how how white is it from light mayo to heavy mayo that I have an issue with? I can't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's that's a big miss, though. Dang. Yeah, yeah but I can't blame of... the movie for that. Can't blame yeah, it. That's, that's Disney Plus. That's not y'all. Disney, if you're listening, don't forget the subtitles for your homies. Yeah, that's that's that takes away a lot from it. Dang. Well, I also wanted to ask you guys what you thought about the kind of last 20 to 30 minutes of the movie. Quite a CGI nightmare almost. But that's a good way to define it. Yeah, I mean, just very overwhelming on the CGI. That was one of the scenes or sequences, full sequences. I thought Proxima definitely looks like she belongs in Jungle Book or something. (laughs) Uh, it, It just... Ooh, it got a little messy. And, you know, I think this entire movie plays it a little safe. There's no twists and turns. There's really no unpredictable plot threads that come in. I mean, I guess the conquistadors, but there's really no unpredictable twists or turns in the movie. Everybody's just looking for the pedal. They get the pedal, and then there we go. Movie's mm-hmm. over. But there was no... Like, if Frank was a villain or had actually been plotting with the conquistadors, then that would be a cool twist. But, like, what did you guys just think about the, the the lack of twists and lack of turns in the movie? Well, that tree, it gave you life, right? That was the kind of thing you get to live forever. Mm-hmm. So that, that to me feels exactly like Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's instead of being cursed Aztec gold that cursed you to live forever, it's like eternal life that you're looking for. And then you've got kind of the dead man's chest aspect with all of these kind of CGI monster people hybrids that are doing whatever they're doing. And I, you can't help but watch this third act and think all of these other films have done this better. Yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. it, at this point, you're you're not going to redeem where you're at. 
just accept what it is and let it wash over you. I guess that sounds so bad. <laughs> accept your nah. fate. This is not as good. What about yeah. you, Alyssa? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with both of you guys. The third act, once once they got into whatever the like chamber room where all this was taking place, it kind of just. I don't know, like it just went a little downhill. It didn't like ruin the overall film for me or anything. But once they got in there, I mean, there was sort of some nice little national treasure things like, oh, the broken, you know, broken heart. It's a heart or whatever. And like figuring that out to get the tree to, to bloom again was OK. But then once, you know, you got like Emily Blunt, like running down the branches. It was kind of like uh, <laughs> and like the rock, nice. like, you know, catching a single petal, like as it flies down like 800 <laughs> feet. It was just kind of like. You know, With but like you said, it's it, no very, way. very similar to uh, a lot of these other films and predictable in that sense, you know, that, you know, there's going to be this big sacrifice and then then the whole kind of return sacrifice, the, the love element of it all. So it it played out exactly how you expect after after that occurs right down to the the magical second pedal. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it, it very much turns into kind of a CGI fest, and uh, that part was iffy to begin with. Um, so I, I didn't really love that kind of finale and, and third act here. Yeah, and it just kind of wraps up. Or you, you pointed up some really good thing, some really good things about it. There are so many conveniences in that last like twenty minutes. It wraps up very conveniently too. Oh, Frank still gets his life back, and and what was weird about that to me is. He had expressed not on, like about 20, 30 minutes ago that he was it. This was it. Mm-hmm. He wanted his life to end and he ended it and she brought him back to life and he gets to live again. And I was just like, well, what about him going away? That was like the whole point of him getting her to the rose pedal is he wanted to rest peacefully, but she brought him back to life and now he has to live again. I don't know. It just didn't end too well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they they kind of leave. They they make it seem like he kind of reconsidered uh, with the line that he tells um, her brother, and then has her brother tell her that like you know whatever to the world, whatever whatever the line they had there was. Um, but I I agree. He seemed he seemed content to be to become one with the uh, the environment. Yeah, <laughs> Willy Wonka the Rock just sporting a hat yeah. way too small for his head. <laughs> I kept trying to think that Edgar Ramirez had some uh, like Medusa connection. I was like, so the snakes, uh, are they turning him into stone? You cut him and cut <laughs> the snakes come out of him. And that was gross, by the way. I was like, I hate that. That's disgusting. It's like oh, Indiana Jones' worst his nightmare, face. a snake man just walking around. Right. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm going to be real. I don't think they needed to go the animal route with like all the making this bee guy and all this. They're animorphs. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Fifth grade chapter books all over again. Come on now. We don't need that. Um, there, I think there was one more question I had. Well, did you guys have any more thoughts about the movie? Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, look, it's, it's fun. It's decent, but don't expect it to be on the level of The Mummy or Pirates of the Caribbean, or any other movie that it really spoofs off of, y'all. But going to go around here and uh, let us know where we can find you on social media and what you got coming up, starting with Alyssa. 
Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on YouTube at Mainly Movies, where I do movie reviews. So I've got a review for this film coming out soon, uh, as well as some other upcoming uh, films. And you can find me at all the other social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, also at Mainly Movies. Yeah. Yeah, go check out Alyssa. She's got great reviews, and uh, we agree on Fast 9. I'm happy about that. But Patrick, let us know where we can find you. Yeah, you can find me at patrickbatyreviews.com and uh, Twitter at patbreviews and Instagram patrickbatyreviews. Awesome. And what you got coming up on the channel? Uh, You know, we just finished up uh, this week's round of reviews, and um, Gaggle of Geeks, that's kind of the big thing lately. So if you want to watch a weird live comedy movie show that we do every fridays check it out nice nice all right y'all be sure to follow both these awesome creators on social media and you can come find me over at youtube.com slash geekly goods and on twitter at leo rydell there will be a lot of titans coverage coming up soon here because we are in dc season y'all and the suicide squad drops next week so be sure to look out for that review guys thank you so much for tuning in to cinemania world this episode and we will see you next time